30, verse 7, And David said to Abiathar the priest, Ahimelech's son, I pray thee, bring me hither the ephod. And Abiathar brought thither the ephod to David, and David inquired of the Lord, saying, Shall I pursue after this troop? Shall I overtake them? And he answered, Pursue, and thou shalt overtake them, and without fail, recover all. From the Lord, David. And David is saying, Shall I pursue? Shall I recover? And God said, Yes, you will, and you shall. So it gave David direction for his life. He knew to go forward. He knew to go uh, in that direction. He knew that everything was going to be okay and everything was going to be all right as long as he continued to go in this direction because the Lord had said, you're going to recover all. But what was he going to recover? Well, just before this, he had his, they had been away and his, their wives and children had been kidnapped. Their houses had been burnt to the ground. All their stuff of any value had been taken uh, from them. And here they are, this group of men, just weeping before the Lord. David wept until he could weep no more. And then he encouraged himself in the Lord his God. And, but David knew enough about living for God that he needed to hear from God. And in this time and in this setting, how you did that was you called the priest and the priest, the high priest would bring the ephod, which was a garment, beautiful garment, and somewhat like an apron that wrapped around part of like the shield of faith and uh, and, and so this this garment that this ephod that David asked for, he was asking for it because it was something consistent in his life that he was able to hear what God was saying. What is consistent in your life that you are able to hear what God is speaking to you? Hear. You know, Elijah had that cave experience. He had that mantle that he wrapped his face in. David wanted to make sure before he took his men and went after his stuff that it was God, that it wasn't him, that it wasn't his emotions, that it wasn't just the plan he had thought of that was a good plan. Hey, you know what? Let's talk about it. What do we need to do? Well, let's go, let's go get our stuff back. Let's do it. That feels good. Emotionally, that feels good, right? Yeah, everything's been taken from us. So what are we going to do? We're going after it, and we're going to get our stuff back. But David knew enough about God not to just go after it, not to just do what he felt to do, not to just go with what his emotions were saying because, you know, he, he wanted to recover all. That's probably what he wanted most. But then he was like, I'm not just going to do this by myself. And he told Abiathar, he called the priest and he said, bring the ephod and let's talk to God and let's see what the Lord wants to do. Let's see what God says about this. Let's don't just see what we say about it or what we feel. And we, we could probably come up with some pretty good plans. You're a smart guy, I can tell. Look, doesn't he look just super intelligent? <laughs> and we, we could concoct some great plans and some great ideas, and they might even be successful. But does that mean they're God? Right. So, well, what was that? Just because it's a, a good idea doesn't mean it's a God idea. Just because it's a good idea doesn't mean it's a God idea. David wanted to make sure this was a God idea. What you're thinking, what your plan is, what's going on in here right now might be a good idea, but is it a God idea? I want to lay my ideas, my thoughts, my my what the way I perceive things before an altar of God. I want to wrap my face in a mantle. I want to find my cave, my place of prayer. I want to call for the ephod. I want to hear the voice of God. I want to hear the voice of God. And then Jesus, he 
you know what Jesus said? Talk, tell us what Jesus said. You, you, you take up. But thou, when thou prayest, enter thy closet, and when thou hast shut thy door, pray thy Father which is in secret. Pray to thy Father which is in secret, and thy Father which is in secret shall reward thee openly. But when you pray, use not vain repetitions as the heathen do, for they think that they shall be heard for their much speaking. Be not ye therefore like unto them, for your Father knoweth what things you have need of before you ask them. After this manner, therefore, pray ye, our Father which art in heaven, Hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. I used to pray this. I used to recite this prayer. Amen. Every time I pray, I pray our Father, charge in heaven, hallowed be thy name. And then, at some point in my relationship with God, I started seeing the outline that this was, and I started praying. It, it, it's a pattern. And I started praying like this, over and over, repetitiously. And, and, and what I learned from that is, first of all, and he said it when I asked him what his place of prayer was, and, and he said the shower. Why? Because it's a place that he went in and shut the door. And it was you and it's you and God. Nobody else. Nothing else. Just you and the Lord alone. That's why you've got to have your cave or your closet or your car or your shower or the altar. So Jabal, you said the prayer at the church. I don't know how many times I've come I've come up here and nobody's here. But God is. Yes. And, and, and it's beautiful when everybody's here and we're all praying together. But can I tell you, it's also deep when absolutely no one else is here. But you're all alone with God and you just know God is here and he begins to speak to you. And, 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 but he said, when thou, Jesus said this, when thou pray. This is what you need to do. In other words, it's not there's places throughout the scripture and Jesus prayed. He prayed in groups and, and we've got to have our church corporate prayer. And when two uh, or three or two or more gathered in his name, there he shall be in the midst of them. And, and, and there's multiple places in the scripture. So it doesn't mean that that's wrong. That is absolutely right. But also here, what it says is that they, you do need times that just you and Jesus all along shut the door. No other voices, no other noise, no, no, nothing else that's going to distract you and that's going to draw you to it and, as opposed to him. Somebody said, or everybody said, what you going to plug up? And, you know, if you've only got a few things. And we all, myself included, thought, well, I'm going to keep a charge on my phone. But more than a charge on my phone, I need to make sure I'm plugged in to the source of my power. Which is Jesus. I, I need to make sure that I've got my closet and I've got, now, if you look at my closet, it's a wreck. If you look at my wife's closet, and she's got prayer things up there. I mean, it's decorated. It's like, it's, it's amazing. I wish my closet could look like that for more than a day. But, but I pray in my office. And I will say, I'm just, I have to fix it up before I even go in there and pray. Anybody, you know what I'm talking about? Because if, if I don't, I'll get distracted. And if I go in there and it's messed, I go in there first and I just do a quick clean. And push everything in the closet. <laughs> Pour everything off my desk into the trash can. And, you know, and, but that's that's my place. I, I, I love it. I, I feel God in there. And, and I can just stay in His presence for long periods of time. And it, it, it's my place. I love it. I, when I had COVID... I got moved to my office, <laughs> and I talked to the Lord in that office, and it's always been special and always been unique, a special place right. with God, and you need 
to speak to him and talk to him regularly. Young people, young people, hear me out. You, you need, if, if there's something I would encourage you, and, and, uh, as y'all are on fire for God, and God, I believe, spoke to y'all at NAYC and Extreme. As God really ministered, I think one of the things that, that this generation, that y'all are going to have to get a hold of, the teenagers and the young people and the adults alike, is, is this, when thou prayest, enter into thy closet and shut thy door. Because we're so plugged into everything else, it can be hard to plug into God. And how many times, and I've said this before, how many times do we take all our devices to prayer? And they start ringing and notifications start popping up. And does that, is that conducive for getting in touch with God? Can God speak to us stronger in that still small voice or on that notification that pops up? Can I tell you which one's God? That still small voice. That still small voice. And it, what he says here, what, what does that mean? And thy father which seeth in secret shall reward thee openly. I'm putting this guy on the spot. What do you think that means? If you go into your closet, you shut your door, and you pray in secret. Nobody sees you. Nobody knows. It's just you and your prayer life. You're, you're, you know, it's just, just you and God. Nobody sees you. What's he saying here, though? Thy father which seeth in secret shall reward thee open. Um, let's see. If you're sacrificing time, um, so forth effort, chasing after God in secret, not just for a show, not just at church so everyone can see you, and you're actually seeking His face alone, um,
And it's got to be what we want to do because we want a stronger relationship with God. We want to be empowered. Elijah found his cave. He wrapped his face in the mantle and the Lord spoke to him in that place. And God wants to speak into your life and God wants to come to you with that still small voice that's not in the fire, it's in the still small voice. God wants, young people hear me, God wants to speak into your lives. He wants to open, He wants you to open your ears up to Him and allow Him to touch you and speak into your life and, and to, to be that voice in your life that guides you and leads you. Proverbs 16 and 9. Antonio and I are getting ready to close with this. Is that right? All right. In his, you go ahead. In his heart, a man plans his course, for the Lord determines his steps. In his heart, a man plans his course, but the Lord determines his steps. You want to chew that off? Um. Like, I was going to get out the army mm -hmm. during this contract. Like, I, at reception, I said, I'm not staying there. But um, last year, Texas, like, ringing my head, but I didn't know it meant staying in the army. I said, okay, cool. Um, but this year, I um, was praying about it because it's coming close to me ETSing. Mm -hmm. So, like, okay, I'm going to just pray. I still want to get out. I'm still going to get out. Uh, I'm going to pray about it, though, just to say I did pray about it. You know, you got to pray. So I prayed about it. Um, <laughs> you got to be careful what you pray for. Um, prayed, fasted, had hyphen on um, my church back home. Other people who I trusted prayed with me. Um, and God um, has me still standing. So I have my plans. But God redirected that, and yeah. now I'm in a place, like I said earlier, I have no choice but to trust Him. Yes, that is. Amen. And that confirmation thing. It's like, in His heart, a man plans his course. This is what I'm going to do. This is what I'm planning on doing. This is the direction I'm going to take. This is how things are going. A lot, a lot of people in here, you've got your course planned. you got something going on in your life right now, and you've already got some land out. You already know it's already you've already unfolded the whole thing in your mind. But it says here in a heart, in his heart, a man plans his course, but the Lord determines his steps. And, and just like he said, I was getting out. That was my that was my heart. That's what I wanted to do. But. I don't determine my steps, the Lord does. Right. And, and that's where you've got to get to, is, is we've got to stop following our own will, our own direction, or all these other voices in the world that are going on, all these other, all this other noise. We can't follow that. We have to allow the Lord to determine our steps. It's not what I want to do. It's where does God want me? What does God want me doing? And what does God want from my life? Can I tell you, prayer changes things. When God speaks into your life, and when we are obedient to it, Oh, when we are obedient to it. He said one key point there. It's the same thing that if we look, Daniel uh, was marvelous at praying and at fasting. And he said he prayed and he fasted. Right. And he talked to spiritual people in his life. And we need those spiritual mentors in our life. If you remember from a few weeks ago, we need those ten people that are, are spiritual mentors in our life. Because I know you're going to have the ten that aren't. And, uh, it, it, and sometimes we consult ten that aren't, but but you know it's better to consult the ten that are. But ultimately, God has to have the final decision over anything in your life, and it, it really that is what is important. Not your flesh, not what you want to do, not what your desire is, not what your emotions are telling you, not what you feel, but what the Lord. Is saying what does say at the Lord? Oh, hallelujah! 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 And to piggyback on what you said earlier, um, we all know the saying, Follow your heart. Um, 
you're following emotion and stuff. And the Bible says the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? So following your heart isn't the answer. Because your heart and your feelings can get us in places that we can't get ourselves out of. Hallelujah. Amen. I want to follow Jesus. Is there anybody here? If you want to follow the voice of God, not the noise of this, of this society and the world, would you stand with me tonight? If you want to hear from God, I believe that God is speaking tonight. Let's give Brother Antonio a hand. Thank you, sir. I love you. And young people, why don't y'all come on down here and gather around him? I know that Sunday is going to be his last day, but I, I, this was a special night. And, and, and we love him and we're going to y'all gather around him we're going to pray for him I, I want to encourage you come down tonight find a place of prayer this altar is open or there's an altar right there at your pew that is open would you reach out to the Lord and fi find yourself somewhere that's going to be a consistent place for you even in the church I got a consistent place that I, I love to pray right up in here and right over in there. And, it, and it's just where I gravitate to because I've talked to God there. I've heard from God there. And it's just where I go find a place tonight and, and, and go there. Find you a place that, and, and say, God, this is the opening of my cave. This is the closet. And I'm shutting all the other voices out. And I'm reaching out to you. brother. Let, let's pray right now. Would you find yourself a place of prayer? If you love Antonio and you want to pray with him before he leaves us this, this next Sunday, come on down and pray for him as well. We love you, brother. And we're praying for you. Come on, young people, gather around him. Jesus, we thank you, Lord, for all that you're doing.
place right now. To our men that are up here, young people, hyphen, thank you for coming forward and praying with each other tonight. It's awesome. I want to challenge you to something. And that is the scripture says that when we shut our door, that the Lord is going to reward us openly for what we do in secret. So I want you to commit to this place of prayer. Y'all, this was a step tonight. But I want you to go home and establish that place of prayer. Closet, your bedroom, your bathroom, wherever it is. Establish that. Make an imprint there. If it's a desk, one preacher was talking about his desk was the wood was worn out from where his elbows had been because he'd been leaning over in prayer for so many years. Make an imprint where your place of prayer is. And these things that you're praying about, that you're asking God about for your future and what you want to do and what you want to do for God and where you want to be and where you want to go, it says that if you'll pray in secret, God is going to reward you openly. And the ones that take this challenge, I promise you, you're going to see doors open wide that are opened by God. You're going to see paths that God has for your life. Amen. Let's give the Lord a hand with you. sisters. God, we pray over their houses, over their property, over their cars, over their jobs, Lord. We pray over this church. We pray over churches, plural, God, even in areas that if it doesn't even come here, God, and you shift that storm to other places or, or anything, God, that you just watch over all of them in the name of Jesus. Watch over our family. Watch over our children. Watch over my son, daughter, my grandchild, God, watch over our friends, watch over our brothers and sisters in Christ, God, watch over each and every one of them, Lord, keep them safe through this storm, Lord, lift it and carry it away and let it dissolve in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, we pray, God, and we thank you and we exalt you, God, oh, we call on your name in Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen. Let's give the Lord a hand of praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> oh, praise God. And you can return to your seat for just a moment as our ushers and hostesses get ready to come. Uh, do we have any volunteer young people that will help, help them as they come? And uh, you want to jump in here too and help take up offering? Got one. All right. Come on up here. Thank you. Just stand beside your mom, beside Brother Cruz. Amen. Let's pray right now. Father, we call on your name. We thank you for your many of us. God, we praise you for this opportunity to give because there's a lot of people in a lot of places that can't and aren't able to tonight. But we are, and we thank you for the privilege to be so blessed that we're able to give to you of what we've been given from you. We pray you bless this. Watch over our area, as we said before, in the name of Jesus. Amen. Praise God. God bless you in Jesus' name. Come and get it. Hey, 
Sister Crystal did one letter. If I can grab you one second. Brother Antonio, a while back, had volunteered and was her driver when she would go two and a half hours away to minister in the prison in Swainsboro. So that's the character uh, of this young man and our young people to do things for God. Isn't that amazing? Amen. Praise God. You can be dismissed to give tonight in the name of Jesus. Thank you. Hey, one more thing. One more thing. One more prayer. And that is pray. Everybody, young people, everybody like pray for Brother and Sister Hall. He lost his brother in Fort Lauderdale. Pray for Sister Lane. Her sister passed away recently and the funeral is in two weeks. And pray for Pastor Terry, my mentor, and pray for his family, his children, and his church. Can we do that right? I know we've prayed a lot tonight, but can one more time, can we call on the Lord for each of these and any other families affiliated with the church that may be grieving right now? God, we thank you for your presence and your power. We pray, Lord, for the Hall family. We pray, Lord, for Sister Lane and her family and everyone affected. God, we pray, Lord, for Brother Terry's family, God, and Solid Rock United Pentecostal Church in College Park. God, that you, that you strengthen them during this time, that you uphold them, and God, allow us to be whatever help we can be during this time. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Thank you. God bless you in Jesus' name.